Welcome back to your favorite podcast, De Influence. Influence. Oh, I messed that up. Can we do that again? <laughs> okay. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, De Influence. This is what it's like filming a TikTok or a reel with my mother. We're always like, okay, transition on three. One, okay. two, jump on three, and she'll jump like on five. Well, I know because my timing's off. I what think can I say? It's funny how like our family is pretty athletic but so uncoordinated <laughs> like i don't know how to explain it i well, think we have good hand-eye coordination yeah. but not like body coordination well like dancing stretching wait gymnastics. a minute speak for yourself i'm a good dancer mom yes mom yes i'm hispanic i i've got rhythm oh i'm sorry bella no i've got rhythm like that's I think that's one of the biggest myths like about our family is that we all think that we have rhythm when we don't. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. You know what? In life, I just own it. What what you fake it till you make it. That's what it is. That's so you. <laughs> like in every that's my mantra sense. in life. We were actually talking about that earlier. One of the one of uh, JD on our team was like, I want to know how you're so confident or why you're so confident. And especially because we just did that Sports Illustrated oh my gosh. swimsuit shoot. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, I don't know. I just don't really care anymore. <laughs> She's like, it's not that I'm confident. It's just I don't really care what people think. <laughs> That's so true. So, Hey, girls, all I can tell you is when you get to be my age, it's such a freeing relief. experience because pretty soon you just don't really care. You care because you want to take care of yourself, you want to look good, you want to do all those things, but you just don't really care what people think about you because you ain't got time for that. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I even get that. I feel like as I've gotten older, it's like gotten to the point where it's bad. I mean, you've seen my airport outfits. Oh my God, Danny, I, think, so I, think, I think you've gone a little over the edge. No, <laughs> I definitely have. Like, it's gotten to the point where like Jordan is like, hey, like, I love you, but like, what is this? Okay, and, I agree. I, I'm just so... I just don't care. And I like, and it's so weird because I used to, if you knew me growing up, like even in high school or oh my college, like, yeah. I mean, I did not leave the house like unless I was decked out. That decked is to the so true, Danny. You always picked your outfits before each school day. You would get decked out to no, go to school. the night before. I mean, that's what I meant. The night before. I would come would, in. My mom would be like watching TV and I'd come in and like model like four different outfits. And I'd be like, which <laughs> shoes do you, does this stupid? And I, I was always like kind of pushing boundaries with like the oh, style. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes my mom was like, no, that's too much or... And I always thought you had cute style. You still do. No, I definitely Except did. for your airport outfits. We, no, need, to, we but, need to work on but that. But it's different. Yeah, it's different now. But I, it's it's more for comfort than it is for... And yeah. I, I think, too, like, I feel like also being in this job, like, you put yourself out there every single day. I'm like, I have nothing to hide. So, like, why am I going to try? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I know that you used to try on all these clothes and... Pretty soon you got to the point where you're like, okay, I'm over it. I just want to be comfortable and I get it. I get it. Yeah. I think too, being a mom, you're like, the last thing I have to worry about is myself. I That's need to get true. my kids dressed. That's like, so true. So true. But um, so. speaking of clothes, we did the end sale, the Nordstrom oh sale, my which you do every That's year. That's probably one of my most fun things I do with you because I literally get to go in there and try on outfit after outfit and you style me i mean i've gotten some of my best looks from you Dan. from the from the end sale from the end sale but you just in general putting outfits together it's funny for me. too like going back to the clothes and fashion thing dad and i were always very into fashion and my mom and my brother were very into like not, not. <laughs> like they were just, no it's like to us i always felt like it came it was like another language for us like you just you kind of get it or you don't like yeah it's just one of those things it's same with um i don't know like there's things like for me like i'm not a good like food or movie critic some people are like really they just they get it they they like are able to appreciate it i'm like for me i'm like i don't know or art yeah but like when it came to clothes or fashion so simple for me it's like not as simple for you so true it did not come naturally at all actually your dad told me the other day he goes wow you've really gotten into fashion lately <laughs> i mean he's noticing and i'm noticing it because now i'm like more particular what I wear to go out to dinner or even when I travel yeah. on the airplane. So 
And I think I've learned that from you at this stage of the game, which yeah. is kind of fun. It's fun. It's like another hobby. Like I used to, do you remember how many hours we would spend like looking for an affordable version of like a Ralph Lauren oh that's my favorite thing. or something like I still like to do that but you remember we would go out like all weekend and I would I would take a picture from like a, a Vogue magazine or something uh-huh. and this is when I was like in high school and you were driving me or no middle school probably I don't know you were driving me around and I would be like okay mom I want the over the knee boots with a white you know slouchy sweater and we would go everywhere all over Dallas to put together this look Marshall Marshall TJ Maxx <laughs> We go to, um, yeah. I mean, anywhere. And so it is kind of like a hobby. Like whenever you get into it, it's Okay, like girls, how many of y'all, it's like the thrill of the hunt sometimes. It's just so rewarding. Like I still love to see high-end styles. And I always tell Danny, I go, I found something that looks just like this. And yeah. I just, I don't know. There's just something that's invigorating you get, about you that. You get a high. Yeah, that's why they, That's why people become addicted to shopping. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I asked my mom, I was like, do you think I'm addicted to shopping? I'm like, I think you are. I think you are. Oh, really? You're like, okay, first of all, when do I ever go shopping? Well, you shop online. No, I don't. You don't? Was that a joke when you said that? Because like, it's like funny because I like so don't. Well, you have to remember, I just went to the end sale with you and you came home with a bunch of clothes. Okay, but this is what also people don't understand about the end sale is like, yes, you get the best finds and stuff. But like five or six years ago when I started blogging, I mean, 90% of people's income when they were blogging yeah. was from the end sale. So now it's different because yeah, that's true. like the industry has evolved so much. And so now you can work with so many brands and like people actually appreciate like content and content creators. But back then you'll have to understand that like we were making most of the money that we made was like affiliates. Yeah. And so the end sale was kind of like, I'm not kidding. When I moved back to Dallas, <laughs> I mean, probably 80 to 90% of my income was made in that first like two or three days from the end sale. Annie, you know what I remember? I have fond memories of when you first got started. First of all, driving around Dallas, trying to find a white wall for you to take your pictures. You're dressing in the car. Half the time, you're just like throwing on clothes and we're like going from location to location. I'm taking all your pictures. And then we'd go to the end sale and we'd be in the dressing room and we trying on and we're over here talking. But like I just sneak in the first year, remember? Because oh, I wasn't status. Oh my gosh, I didn't know about that, but I just know that. <laughs> she doesn't want me to reveal the secrets. <laughs> the secrets. Yeah, I didn't qualify. But it, was, so. but it was fun. It was fun going into the dressing room and you trying on. One year the manager caught me and said, I'm going to pretend like I didn't see you. Oh, <laughs> that was nice of him. It was a female. She was nice, but she like wasn't really like too keen yeah. on it. But um, I was like, girl, girls got to hustle out here. Man. Hey, you were Every a hustle. For I'm going to tell you, if da- if there was a will, there was a way with Danny. You no, always we, figured that out. We had fun. And I really, I actually really liked the end sale this year. Um, there was a lot of like really cute, cute like different stuff. things. I feel like yes. they kind of do the same thing every year. And, you know, you get a little bit of that, but um but no, I feel like at this point, you don't see as many bloggers sharing the Nordstrom sale. But for me, it's so nostalgic and it's like, I'll always do it. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's something that I'll always going to go like hard for because yeah. it's like, it's just, it's just like part of it. I, I think it's so nice that you can style things together because you're right. Sometimes you go there and you see stuff hanging on the racks and you're like, I don't know. It's not that cute. And then you get it, you put it together, Danny, and you put it on me and on you. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I really like that. I need this. I need this sweater. I need these pants. I need the skirt. I am bummed they didn't have a new Barefoot Dreams cardigan. Oh, I know. We searched high and low. Well, they did have some, but they weren't like the big, like the plush ones. And everyone in my life is just begging me to retire my plush. Oh my gosh, I'm begging too. <laughs> Trust me, that thing needs to go. It's so bad. It's become like a security. It's like it's a like mangy an, animal now. It's like an adult <laughs> security blanket. But it's like, you know, I travel a lot and yeah. I leave my family a lot and I leave my kids or I go somewhere for a couple of days. And it's like the one thing that remains consistent is my Barefoot <laughs> Dreams cardigan. It uh, just means it's so much more than just a cardigan. I know. So well. anyway, we did the end sale. We did Miami. Um, I did you see on Instagram what Landon did? Uh, where he's on an ad for that game? No, at, at the mall. No. Oh no. What are you talking about? Uh, no, he he's in a ad 
apparently there's something in the mall where you can go in and play these games okay. and they use Landon on their advertising. So he's all over. You haven't seen that? No. He looks so cute. He posted something really cute. He was like, Hey mom, look, I finally made it. Did he get, <laughs> is it like, did he know about it? Uh, yeah, he knew it. Well, he knew that he was part of the advertise, but he didn't know they were going to post it there oh. on site. So he takes his friends with Did him. Did he get there. paid? <laughs> I don't know. They took his likeness. Now he, I'm I know. <laughs> his likeness. He probably loves it. That's fun. I so know. he's like, it's like big. It's yeah. Big it's a big, big billboard. I'll have to show it to you. It's on yeah. Instagram. Don't you ever get on your Instagram and watch I do, I do. Stories? It's just been a busy week, but I do. Yeah. Especially I've been I mean, waking up this, this week. I've been trying to get back at like working out at 6.30. And oh. so I get up at like 6.15 and I have to work out at 6. So I don't have a lot of time to scroll. Yeah. But so, like but if I wake up later, I'm like, I'm scrolling. I'm checking everything out. But um, so yeah, I went to Bindo. Did you see what Elsie posted no, on Instagram? No, no. He launched his girlfriend. What? He said, I don't oh, know wow. if he's, he's shown. So he, I haven't wait, talked he about. Called his, he called her his girlfriend? Yes. So oh, I haven't told y'all about this sweet. because- I wasn't sure it wasn't my story to tell. So, but when I went to Nashville, one of the other reasons I went to Nashville was I got to meet his girlfriend. Okay. And I'll let him tell the details of their relationship, whatever. I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but, um, and this so, is early on too. And you know, fr from my perspective, I've seen pictures of her. She looks precious. She's adorable. But like, you know, it's early on. It's hard. I, I, it's hard. I don't want to get too attached yet. As a matter of fact, we're, we're going to meet her. I forgot to tell you. They're coming to Park City with us. Okay, that'll be so fun. So I met her. And um, so I, that's the thing. You have to understand about Landon and his love life is like, there have been a couple in the past that I've gotten so attached to that like mm -hmm. when it doesn't work out, it's like a breakup for the whole family. Yes like a couple in particular that were like sisters to me that like still make me sad and I get it like it didn't yeah. work out it's best for both of them but I feel like since then we put up walls and yeah. like now we try like I feel like we try not to get too attached we, because you're right it's it's hard and then it's like also you don't want Landon or her to feel like they have to, and I think that's one of the things about having a public relationship is you almost feel like you have to stay in it for everyone else. Yeah. So I think that's why Landon is also trying to be a little bit more private this time to like, just figure out what. I think that's a smart move. I think for him, especially with his history. Yeah. No. And like, I'm, I'm, I think it's smart and everything. But, I have, but can I tell you something? Yeah. I, you know, I have this feeling and this is something that you girls need to know for a guy. It's all about timing. So not to say that Landon has not met a girl that he could have married and been perfectly happy with. He just wasn't ready. But you know what I think? Mm. I think he's ready. Well, yeah, he just bought a house, a five bedroom house. <laughs> I don't think it's a feeling. I think he bought a five bedroom house. He's living in the huge house in Nashville, it's bigger than my house. You think he's nesting? He's yeah, for a 100%. Wife. I think he's so ready. Now it's just like he needs to find the right girl. I think yeah. the girls that we fell in love with in the past were awesome. It was just bad timing. He just yeah. like wasn't ready. Which is really sad for for girl, for some of these girls because like you said, we became so attached to them. And we thought, yeah. yeah, this could be the one, but he just wasn't ready. So let's just see. I don't want to get too excited. I'll let y'all know more after we meet her. But so basically he posted on his stories. He said, yeah, my girlfriend, da, da, da. Like wow. he, he mentioned the fact that he had a girlfriend. He's, I don't think he's ever like taken a, I think he's, he's posted a couple of pictures with her. Um, but anyway, I really like her. We went to a winery one morning in um, Nashville together. The other thing I really like about her is she was very good with the kids. Like, oh, cause a like a sign. lot of times the girls that Landon has brought around are like, you know, maybe they're not as comfortable with kids. And well, yeah, like that's because they're 22 years old. No. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I know I wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad you did. Um, but like I, because something that's unique about our family is like we didn't have a lot of cousins or like kids around. That's true. So Landon and I were not like we weren't good with babies. We never babysat. We never worked at like a children's camp. Like That's in fact, true. we were like not into babies. We I were think like, you babysat a couple of times and then you realized it I didn't wasn't like for it. You. I, know. I was like, kids are annoying. Like, <laughs> know. you know, and then honestly, even when we got married, like Jordan, and I would see babies out and about and we're like, yeah, just not really for us. And it's like so funny how just one day things kind of change mm -hmm. and it like clicks for you. Because then I remember one day, like looking at a baby and be like, Oh, 
I want one of those. It's like, oh, they're so sweet. And now I can't look at any baby or any little kiddo and not think that is the most precious thing in the world. But, um, but anyway, so my point being was she was very good with kids. Like she was very motherly and like kind of took like, you know, like something would go wrong and she would just get into the the diaper bag, took the initiative was like, you know, let me fix it. Let me do it. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. We have somebody else that is like, is like that because not a lot of our family. We're not not, very, we're just, well, I would. We just don't have a lot of babies around. Like no. everybody, kind of like does their own thing. You we're know? very independent yes. people. But I think we're very helpful, and I think we're nurturing in a certain way. But we're not like overly motherly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I was it can young, be, it can be offensive to some people. <laughs> well, oh my God. And, and it's not. It's just you know everyone's different, and that's what makes us all unique, and that's why it works so well together. That's why you yeah. and Tammy get along so well you because know what? I have a gripe though because I feel like both of my kids I know you guys love me but you guys are not the most huggy people in the world it's really like not. when I walk up to Danny and hug her she becomes a wooden Indian and yeah. so does Landon and I'm like okay and I have to literally hold on to Landon and go relax it's relax, okay yeah hug your mama back yeah. I, why is that what did I do here's did what I- I'm learning about children and and people in general is like as much as you want to go back and like blame something for why someone is the way that they are yeah sometimes that's just the way that they I are know. it's not because they were raised a certain way it's not because like there are things that Stella it's does innate. It, they're it's born, innate yeah. and like you can't blame it on something it's just okay. who they're like like Stella there are things that Stella should be in right. it in theory, the most outgoing, comfortable person around strangers. We've had people in and out of our house. Like she's like, I mean, in theory, that's how, but she's not like that. She's more shy. She's more reserved. She's more skeptical. There is no reason she should feel like that, but she just is that way. And I think that's a good thing though. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like as much as, I think that's just how Landon and I are. I had a friend. So it's nothing I did. I just want to set the record straight because I think, why are they not affectionate? Because I feel like I'm affectionate to you guys. I know, but like, okay, so my my best friend in college, Kelsey, we were roommates for two years, is probably like the most handsy, affectionate yes. person. Like we would, you know, our beds were twin beds right next to each other. And we'd wake up in the morning, she'd roll, she'd get in my bed and cuddle me. And I would just later like, what do I do with my hands? Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, and I don't mind it. It's not like I don't like affection. It's not, yeah. it's not like I'm anti-affection. I just... You I can like receive when Jordan, it like hugs yeah, but on I don't you. know how to like give that back to people like and yeah. I'll touch people's wrists or hands but I'm just like I have some friends that are so handsy and that's just who they are that's true okay do you know what's interesting but there's you know other what nice Landon's things love language there's other is? nice things about me I just have to say <laughs> you know what Landon's love language Affection. is Yes, he Every guy loves like physical that. touch. Yeah. So it's ironic that he doesn't like to give it. Maybe he just likes to give it to his girlfriends. <laughs> well, that's like a whole nother conversation, yeah. but yeah, no, I could see that. And just because that's what you like to receive doesn't mean that's what you're best at giving. That's true. That's so true. So anyway. it's like, there's a lot to it, but, um, why were we talking about this? I have no being idea. affectionate. Um, we hugging, were talking about being motherly, motherly. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about being a mother. I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. So do you ever look at yourself when you're parenting Stella and Stratton? Is there anything that you do that you stop and go, oh my gosh, that reminds me of my mom. Like I'm. You should become- ask Jordan this because he'll be like, you're acting like your mom. I'm like, what? Is that Let's a good it. or bad thing? <laughs> well, the crazy things like. Uh, oh, whenever you're crazy. <laughs> like at the airport. At the airport? I get very like anal about. Oh. Anxious um, if you're running late or if you're, or just like about the smallest things, like waiting in lines, like you have to be first, or oh, yeah. like you know we'll be at the. This is something that my mom would do, like we'd be at the <laughs> grocery store, like all three of us, me, Landon, and my mom, because my dad was always traveling when we were younger, not when we were older, right? So my mom, you know, we'd be at the grocery. It's not like we had anywhere to be, but like I think because of the way you were raised, like everything is life or death <laughs> well no you know my dad was in the military so he was a strict like get the job done be efficient while you're doing it work so, hard so we'd be at the thing. grocery store and my mom would make and we'd be like little and my mom would make each one of us wait in a separate line to see like who would get there first and <laughs> so like i'll do that. i'll do i'll do stuff like that with jordan where i'm like 
you go wait in that line. That line's moving faster. I only like, did that at Disney World. No. I only did that like in places like that that I remember no. I was like, okay, we got to be efficient. Mom. I know. No, she's kidding. I've gotten better That's now. Like, hey, no, don't take these things personally. Like it is what it is. This is like we said, it's who you are. That's okay. You know? <laughs> and so- um uh. I'm just trying to be efficient. No, I, I get it. And that's why I do the same thing. But sometimes friends like Danny, relax, like enjoy the moment. Like we're waiting in line together. I've gotten much better in my old age, enjoying the moment and not being so like having to be so efficient, pati- efficient and particular. And yeah, I, I really have. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that better. Okay. So, so you're saying there are characteristics that you see that you have. That just- one, um, did you want another example? What, well, what about like parenting? Um, like when you parent Stella? Parenting like very... Do you, uh, ever, do you ever instill the fear in them? Yeah, like don't <laughs> don't look over the ledge of that because you'll fall down and die. Yeah. <laughs> See, this Everything's is, so extreme. Everything is so extreme. Like I remember I used to tell Danny and Lane and I was like, okay, never put the knives up in the dishwasher because you could slit your wrist and bleed to death. Now, I didn't, I could have left out the bleed to death part. Yeah. I could have just said you could cut yourself and hurt yourself. But no, I always went to the extreme to give them the worst case scenario. I always say, <laughs> this is so horrible now that I think about it. Don't Because Stella's like always slamming like drawers and oh, stuff. Yeah. And oh, I'm always yeah. like, you're going to cut your fe- brother's fingers off. Like, <laughs> It's like, why don't you just say you're going to hurt his fingers? Exactly. And I'm like, you're going to cut his fingers off. Like, I'm sorry, I ruined you. Okay, well, that that was... Okay, I, do you have any questions for me? Um, oh, Lord. I So, by the way, we wrote... We have these, like, uh, cards. And we thought we would do a little, like, interview, like, towards each other. Like, questions that we always wanted to ask each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I have 13 questions, but I'm not going to ask them all. 13? But, I only have five. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, okay, I'm going to bring up something, but I don't know if you're going to want to talk about it, so we can cut it out if you don't. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> oh, you. Okay. Should we talk about the time that I found out that you were married before? But, uh, can I tell the story? Yeah. Of how well, it happened? Let, if you tell it right. No, but I'll tell the story about how I found oh, out. Oh, how you found out. Yeah. And then I, you can talk about... Okay. How, wh- okay, okay. 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 So, my mom's been married before, and... I did not know. I was 23, by the way. Okay, so the irony of that is I think I found out. Was I 23 when I found out? Uh, you were in your 20s. I was in my 20s when I had when I found out that she had been married before, which, you know, it was so long ago, it doesn't really matter. But it yeah. is a funny, interesting fact to learn about your mother. Like, <laughs> it is something that is very you know, big that you, you didn't know. You guys need to understand that your kids are on a need-to-know basis. And if they don't need to know, they don't need to know. Okay, I mean, I respect that, but it is interesting as you get older, you realize that because you always see your parents in this certain light and then you get older and you're like, wait a minute. But can I say one thing? Like they were young at one point too. Yeah. And they were teenagers at one point too. Like they maybe did crazy things too. Oh, if you only knew. But okay, full disclosure on the marriage thing, I was only married a year. So it doesn't even really That's, count. I know it. But but anyway. So yeah, do you get an annulment if you're only married for a year? I didn't know to do that. I so just filed just for a divorce. It was it was it was it's a long story and it we ended amicably. It was no, yeah. it was just one of those things I was young and um yeah, yeah, no, but it's still interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. You can't yeah. like deny And the we fact. didn't have any kids. It was just it was just, I don't know why I did it. I probably, well, I do. My parents were really strict and I left the home. So don't be too strict with your kids because they might go off and get married. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, but I'll tell you guys a story because it's actually really funny. So I was in my 20s. I was in college. And um, I had at one point, years prior, found an ID of my mom. It said Anna Marie and it had a different last name. Yeah. So I, um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you had a flat chest in it. It wasn't, um, it was before the boob job. No, because he's, he's the one who gave me the boob job. But I, okay, so maybe not. Okay, no, but I, anyway. Trust I, me, I had big boobs. Yeah, so, so I remember finding that, but that was years prior. That yeah. had like nothing really to do with this night that we were hanging out. And I invited my mom. I had gotten like free tickets to the Houston Rodeo. So you came into Austin, and then we drove to the Houston Rodeo. Okay. You probably don't even remember this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, so we were um, hanging out, like, having a bite to eat before the show started, and we just started talking, 
And um, I don't know, like something came out about the, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I found that ID, like, you know, and I just thought I was trying to confront her about having a fake ID. Like I wasn't even, and I go, yeah, yeah like you were married before. And she goes, who told you that? And I was like, I was like, I oh my gosh. I wasn't up on my feet to go, yeah. oh no, that's just a fake ID. Yeah. And I was like, wait, like I was kidding. Like I was kidding about her being married before. And she goes, who told you that? Cause you got really serious. And I was like, I go, oh my gosh, maybe I'm just saying, I go, I just lied. I go, Yvette. And she goes, you go, what? Yvette told you that? And I just kept playing into it. And I was like, yeah, mom, I know. Like, I know <laughs> that you were married before. So I literally totally found out by accident. Anyway, long story short, it's not that big of a deal. You, you can yeah. tell the story of that, like how that came to be, but. No, it, it, it's really nothing. Like I said, my parents were super strict and it was just, I met this man that was super kind to me, sweet. He was adored a doctor. me. He was a doctor. He adored me. And like, I've, I fell for that, you know. I was just like, "Yeah, like he's good to me. I should marry this man." How old but, is he? Um, he wasn't that much older than me. Probably like four years older than me, mm -hmm. and I was twenty three. So he Wait, was. Like, so you have a twenty six year old doctor? That doesn't sound right. Oh, maybe twenty seven yeah. year old. Okay, well, yeah. Was, no, you can't be. No, 27 he had just graduated from. He was a dentist. He wasn't, oh, okay. but he was a doctor of dentistry. Yeah. Anyway. Long story, how old was he? I was 23 when I got married. So he was probably older. I mean, yeah, he was out 30. Of, he had just graduated from dental school and was starting a practice outside of Houston. Okay. And that's where I moved. But anyway, it was one of those things. And I felt really bad because he was a good man to me. I just wasn't in love with him. And why did I marry him? I don't know. So Probably to get away from home, honestly. So yeah, because so the background of that, my mom was the oldest of five and her, your parents both worked like 24 seven. So you basically raised. Well, my dad was in the military and then, you know, uh, growing up and then he retired from the military and then we started a family business and it became really hectic and crazy. So yeah, I mean, I was kind of, my childhood was. Didn't a your parents like take you out of school to work? Oh yeah. Like, like oh. element, like middle school. See, I, I grew up in a different era. You had it really good. <laughs> I mean, it's not that my parents were bad to me or mean to me. It's just that in my family, everybody had to pull their own weight. Yeah. So, and I, me being the oldest, I was the one that was usually taken out of school to go work my family's businesses. And just, uh, we used to travel, do all these shows. And um, yeah, so I really grew up not going to summer camps. I grew up not hanging out with my friends, probably kept me out of trouble. But then once I got older, like in high school, I was like, okay, I'm over this. Like, I want to go have fun. Yeah. And that's why I decided to get away. And I think that's why I got married. Yeah. And didn't you say that he also was like atheist? And that kind Well, of that was the main reason why we didn't stay together was, I mean, I probably could have stuck it out, but he basically came out and told me that he was an atheist. And I went, Oh, that's not going to work. It's so so funny. I I'm like, I can't imagine marrying someone and like not knowing that they were like what their, like their faith was. Well, because I would say back in those days, I was raised in a Catholic family and we yeah. used to go to church like on Christmas and Easter Sunday. So yeah, we weren't like really religious, religious, you yeah. know, I found Jesus later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, um, yeah, but I just knew in my spirit, I was like, I can't be married to this man who doesn't believe in God. Like, that's not acceptable. Yeah, it's like, even if I don't yeah. have a faith, like, I at least believe in God. And if I'm going to have, like, kids with this person, absolutely, at least yeah. have some type of faith, because then you're going to be stuck with him forever if you have kids. Right, and that was the main thing I started thinking, like, I can't have kids with this man. Like, yeah. I can't be with him. But he was sweet. He was sweet. He was a good man. He did never. He was not a bad person. There was no reason. Where is why. he now? Was he married now? No. Ironically, he's been married three times. Wow. <laughs> and he's still single. But he's really oh. hot. Mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you stalk him on Facebook? No, I don't stalk him. Every now and then something pops up. I don't go there. I mean, that's so long ago. It's not even like. No, yeah. No, I. I don't. That's not even anything I really even think about. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so then you married him. Is he the one that bought you the boob job? Oh yeah. And how come if how come every time that I say that I want a boob job, you're like, no, but you have one. Like that seems like I know. a little double, double well, standard. You have to understand when I see you in your clothes, you look so <laughs> adorable, and you can wear the sexiest clothes and not look trashy. 
Okay. And I'm telling you. Okay, next topic. I get it. Okay. 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 No, I just think you look amazing. If you want to get but it. But wouldn't you say the same thing about you back then? The only reason I got boobs was because of him. He's yeah. one, he sort of like really encouraged me to do it. And so I, and honest, I'll be real honest. I was very happy with my chest. I was built just like you and my clothes used yeah. to fit so cute, but he wanted to do it. And I thought that's what I'm, he, his big thing was you're my wife and you should make me happy. Maybe he was Ew. controlling. Ew, we don't like that. I think he was a little I think that's just like a different era too. Like yeah. when you were kind of, I don't want to say brainwashed, but like. No, I was. Like, <laughs> yeah, like women, like especially if I, if I was in your, if I put myself in your shoes, okay. I wouldn't say that you like grew up like in poverty or anything like that. But no, I think it we was very like, middle class. Like, know. I think it was like hard. You know, you worked, if your parents are pulling you out of school, that's pretty challenging, like, yeah. you know, and so to work. And so I would assume that when you like leave and you become of age, you want someone to take care of you. Probably. That's why I went with him because he was so good to me and adored me and yeah. took care of me. And, you know, he was a doctor. He had a good career. I mean, I married him for all the wrong reasons, to be honest. Yeah, no, you I know, get that. So it's a learning you have experience. To be You're careful. young, but like, I, I understand why sometimes women would maybe feel that way. I think it's cool how like times have evolved where I feel like there's a little bit more like female empowerment and being able to kind of like pursue oh, yeah. your own you know goals and dreams and more equality in the workplace yeah. and all these things that like, you know, women aren't just meant to be here to here and here. It's like, we, we can dream too type of thing. And so yeah. I would imagine back then though, it's just a different, different time. And so you would have different challenges like, like I, that. I think back in those days too, like the goal was to get married, to have somebody take care of you. And then your job was to take care of them and everything else. And the babies or whatever. And the babies and the home. The MRS degree. The husband. Yeah, exactly. See, and that's what's so funny about me. I would say growing up, that was my, the MRS degree was my biggest fear really? in life. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, and I think it's too like culturally, like how the conversation was shifting. Yeah. I think like watching movies where women were like stuck in these marriages and didn't have careers or didn't have like yeah. equal opportunity that freaked me out so much that I was like, I never want to depend on anyone except for myself. Yeah. And it like, it almost, it's kind of funny how like just generationally things like shift. They shift. And, and I think for the better in most cases, but like for women, like even with me and your dad, like he is very much, I go to work, I earn the living, you yeah. stay home, you take care of the kids, you take care of the home, you take care of me. It's and, and so, and what's crazy is I was so insecure then. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I just was not, I, I was not secure. In, Were you insecure in your upbringing or something like your family or your... Um, um, like, were you nervous for people like imposter syndrome? Like, cause okay. You come from not probably not going to college. You're pulled out of high school to work. You're this and this and this. And like, then you're dating, marrying a doctor. Yeah. So exactly. like, there's gotta be some type of right. Like imposter syndrome. You're like, how did I end up here? Yeah, I know. Totally felt that way. Like, but I never felt like I was good enough, you know? Yeah. Cause you're like, okay, I didn't have, I didn't grow up with a lot of the things that other people grew up with, but not that we were poor. Yeah, anything, no, no. But, but yeah, it was just different. Like, you know, being taken out of school, being, not being confident. I wasn't a particularly good student, like C student, mm -hmm. but I was always, um, I was good at what I did, like for the business, selling, talking to people. It was just kind of ironic that when it came to like a mate or a man, I just never felt like I was uh, good enough, good enough or qualified enough, so to speak. I don't know. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but I've come a long way since yeah. then, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that's also part of growing up because I think when you are younger, that's very natural to feel like inadequate or not yeah. good enough. And then it's like, you get older and you're like, wait, why did I care? Like, this, and, and it's like, like it, why did I let that stop me from, you know, like right. feeling my best going on a date with this person? Or like, I even sometimes felt like that in like sororities at UT, which is like, yeah. you know, cause there's all these different types of families and, and like, especially in Dallas, like, you know, Dallas is like, oh, yeah. there's so yeah. much that like, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. And I feel like everyone can kind of relate to being young and feeling insecure. You know what the irony of it all is? 
every guy I ever dated or like uh, was a boyfriend or married, they were all very successful. Well, <laughs> it were, tells me something. They were all doctors. You were out for something. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what happened. Like I wasn't actively looking for that. Isn't that funny? Because, or, yeah, you mean, or maybe, maybe, I, you, maybe subconsciously you were. You just wanted somebody to take care of you with a steady job. I think job. that's what I wanted. Somebody to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. So Which, funny. Yeah. But then I ended up taking care of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, so let's move on about that. Okay. So um, who's what? your favorite child? <laughs> oh, I've already told you, you're my favorite daughter and Landon's my favorite son. Okay. I have a question for you. Um, so, you know, there's some things I always want. Is there anything? Okay. I've always been curious about this because I just watched this show called it's Margaret. Hey God, it's me, Margaret. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? It's a Judy Bloom. I oh, saw it yeah, on a plane. Yeah, yeah. And it was so cute because it was in the seventies. It was exactly my era when I was growing up. She was like 12 years old in the seventies. It was exactly the same things that I went through. And one of the biggest things is they were, there was two things. There was this thing we used to do. Cause of course, when I was young, I didn't have boobs. I was like you. And we used to do this exercise called we must, we, we must, we, we must increase our bus. And we I must. swear, we really thought that that would help. And we did that. And we would take our arms and, you know, bring them in and out. And then the other thing was we stressed out so much worrying about how we were going to kiss a boy someday and how, how we were going to learn to do that. So my question yeah. to you is, who was your first kiss? And did you know how to kiss? And how did you learn to kiss? I'd, okay, so... I, it's so sad. I like can't remember like who my first makeout was, <laughs> but I didn't have that many Wait, people. So you didn't make out, you didn't, did you make out like in high school? High school, but I was like one of the last yeah, girls. Like yeah. I was always very late, late to everything, but like my first peck was Jacob Cowan, duh. My Jewish six-day boyfriend. I loved little, okay, Jacob Cowan was this sweet little Jewish boy. He was adorable, cutest but as a button. I'll never forget he bought Danny for her birthday the biggest crystal cross cross necklace. It was like the scarlet letter A. It was like huge. And, it was like a medallion. His like, mother told me, she goes, I just want you to know Jacob picked this out for Danny by himself. Because he knew that my faith was really important to me and I knew that his yes. faith was really important to him. Is that the and cutest so, thing ever? He it was, was adorable. And I, 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 I don't know whatever happened with Jacob. It was so but, sweet. So I'm thinking like... Um, yeah, so, so I think it was James Cowan was my first like peck, you know. Yeah, and then here's the thing: I don't remember who taught me how to kiss, but like I remember whoever it was was really good at it. Oh, so then I then because I learned from them, I was really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember who it was. Uh, well, okay, maybe it was Reed. Reed Ploche? Yeah, Mister Mister Best Dressed. So that was technically like my first real boyfriend, wouldn't you say? Besides she, sixth grade, you yeah, know, like yeah. my first like real boyfriend that, that, had another, like, that could like drive. That was another little boy I really liked. Really he was pleasure. so nice. He so was sweet. so polite and he went to Jesuit and all boys school. And I just remember thinking these boys are so polite. And now looking back, I wonder if they were all Eddie Haskell's. I don't know. I th- so you know I will tell Haskell you. Is? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, but he. I will say one thing about Reed. He was a good like person. He was a good. Yeah, all of was. the guys that I my boyfriends were all very good people. I think I had like four boyfriends my entire life. But, um, but yeah. So I think Reed maybe is the one who taught me. And yeah, I don't know. I wasn't like I a big that. like maker outer i know but and i was then, good and at then it you broke his heart by breaking up he invites After you to prom. prom and that night at prom i'll never forget you came home and he's sitting on the kitchen counter crying because you broke up with him right it's after. It's really sad. I broke up with him and then I went straight to bed and he stayed in the kitchen crying. I know. And I had to console him. So the thing about me too, like, I don't know why, but I was like, if I'm going to date someone, like I want to be able to marry him. And like, I just was like, I'm no, I'm not going to marry yeah, you. So this I is know. a waste of time. Yeah. Like, that's why I didn't have a lot of boyfriends because I was very, I was in it for the long run. Do you remember what Landon did? about with Reed for oh, Christmas. I forgot about that. Okay, Landon was the crazy, I mean, he picked on his sister like crazy. And one year, Danny had a new boyfriend by then. It was the high school quarterback. And that was your new boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and so in order to mess with him, Landon, uh, oh he, we invited him over for Christmas. Well, Landon cut out 
12 pictures of Reed and he put them all over the house. He hung them up in her bedroom. He hung he it did on the 12, re- 12 reads of Christmas, the 12 reads of Christmas. And you know, we still have those. Dude, we still have the he pictures. literally. Okay. So he did 12 reads of Christmas <laughs> all over the house. So when my new boyfriend came over, he, he had like this big picture of Reed, like hung up in my bedroom, like on a window. And it was like, and then he put in dry erase, Reed, I love you so much. Please come back to me. And that was like read number one. And then there's read number two hung up on the on the Christmas tree. Read number three, it was like a diary. In the like in the, like everywhere. They were everywhere. It was oh like, my gosh. He used to pick on you so bad. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was fun. Okay, do you have any more questions for me? Um okay, so um let's see. What makes you angry? Because I think everyone always sees you on stories and they're like, I wish I had her energy. I wish she was happy. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was that happy or, you know, joyful. Oh, first of all, I will tell you, um, I'm not always happy, but I will tell you, I try to be and and usually happy. Um, The one thing I've noticed that I think all of us can really embrace is like, to me, it's all about what you put out is kind of what you get back. And so when you're, and this has to do with confidence too. It's like whenever you are in a good mood or you walk into a a room and you're smiling, I think that just sends out positive vibes. And I will tell you, I get more compliments from people when I, I could be walking through a grocery store and if I'm smiling, people- That is one thing that you do very well. You're like, you're like inadvertently nice to everyone. Yes. And, And you know what? I- I always try, and I think you have this same thing. I always try to see the good in people. Yeah. Like, I really do. I always try to see the good in them. Even with sometimes when they're not being nice. Like I, I feel st- like sometimes I hold, I, you hold it together better than I do whenever people are not being nice. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, why are you not being nice? <laughs> the only time I'm ever not nice is if they're mean to my kids. Don't mess with my kids. Yeah. I'm telling you that, that don't, don't mess with mama bear. Yeah. Um, that's one time you come at my kids. I'm but like you, nice that too. is true that you'll, you'll like walk into a grocery store or something and like, hi, hi, let's smile at everybody. When like most people just walk in and they just yeah. like look down and they don't acknowledge anyone. But, but it, it's like, I don't know what it is, but like, I always try to like compliment people too, because you just never know what they're going through. Because I know how I feel like I was walking through the grocery store and, and this, this young girl came up to him. She goes, oh my gosh, you're just so pretty. I love what you're wearing. I mean, she just like complimented yeah. me and I went, oh my gosh, thank you. You're like, you don't understand. That means everything. <laughs> like, I'm going to carry that all day long. But, but you know, just what, uh, just walking in with a smile or having a positive attitude just changes everything. Or even the way that you approach people like an employee or, um, you know, some, mm-hmm. uh, a server at a restaurant, like yes. even the way that you begin talking to them, like you put that out, then they're going to give it back to you most of the time. Sometimes yes. they don't, but like yeah. most of the time, but if you start out the conversation, just like not caring or being dull, they're going to yeah. probably give that back to you. And so totally. it takes a little bit more energy on the front end, but it's like, yeah. it means everything to them. It really does. And so people always say that too. Like they'll go, Oh my gosh, you're always, so I wish I had your energy. And I will say, I do have a lot of energy. I mean, yeah. I just, that's just something that's just in me. Um, but you know what, something else that I think you do that you probably don't realize is like you, our family is so not into, um, how do I say this? Like you treat everyone like an equal, like no oh. one in the room is more important than the next person. So absolutely, you're just as kind to the person cleaning the table than you are to the owner of the restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people too are more yeah. calculated or, and I think people can like see yeah. through that. And I feel like you treat everyone like they are the owner of the restaurant. You know what? I, I appreciate you saying that because I feel, I feel that way. It's not, I, I don't purposely yeah. consciously do. I just feel that way because yeah. nobody is better than the other person. They're all, everybody in yeah. my eyes is equal. And maybe that's why I always attracted successful men because I never really treated them any differently. I treated them normally like I would any other guy I dated. Yeah. So just because they were a doctor or a business owner, I mean, I didn't like put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And I do that with people today also. And hopefully, and I think you do too, Danny. And I'm hoping that yeah. if anything you could get, get from me would be. No, that, I, d- I feel the same way. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's just like natural. I can't even imagine any feeling like yeah. someone. Sometimes I'm more intimidated by some people. Yeah. It's not that I th- I just get more like nervous around them or something, but mm-hmm. but like I think everyone is equal. Yeah. But sometimes somebody makes me nervous or something. I feel yeah. like people don't make you nervous. Like if I meet a celebrity or something, like I have oh, yeah. to really get in my head and be like, Danny, just remember this is just another person. And I yeah. feel like for you, but I think that also comes with age. It like, comes with age. It comes with age. And I wish if I could say to my younger self, that if I could have been more like I am now, not intimidated, not uh, not feeling self-conscious. Because let's face it, when I look back in my younger days, I was like, why was I so insecure? Yeah. You know, it was a lot cuter then. Yeah, it doesn't even. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But um, yeah, I just, I just think whatever you put out is what you get back. And Did you answer what makes you angry? Oh, that's what I was gonna tell you. So I think I'm not always happy, of course not. I will say that when I do get angry, um, I get frustrated at people that are not kind, like if or efficient. Um, not necessarily unless unless it's a work related. But I haven't worked in so or, long. Or dad, or my dad. Oh well, poor. Now I was gonna say when I get angry, I probably take it out on probably Mark the most. Yeah, but uh, just because. Well, you that's know. what happens in marriage. Yeah, not God. saying it's a good thing, and it shouldn't be, but it just sometimes. But he, happens. you know, sometimes he's just. I think as I've gotten older, you know, he's your dad is exactly what I created him to be. I sort yeah. of enabled him, and so sometimes when he's not efficient or not capable, I get a little frustrated now. But that's just yeah, that's marriage, and that's me. But yeah, um, what else? I don't like when people are mean to other people. I don't like when they're rude and mean to me for no reason. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to confront people, do it kindly. Well, and I agree. And sometimes whenever I get comment, okay, so I think we talked about this, but remember when Hazel got her second hip surgery and I didn't yeah. share it online because yeah. I was like, you know what? I just really don't want to deal with people's, mm-hmm. like, feedback about it or because people only see one side of things. They only see one or two slides about it. I'm you know, yeah. we're, we're having, like, we're taking care of Hazel 24 seven, you know? Sure. And so, um, I was like, I'm just not going to go there. Well, of course. So I asked, we were out of town. So I asked you to help watch Hazel. Oh, absolutely. And then of course my mom goes on my story. He's like, hi, Hazel had surgery. And I'm like, mom, like I was just trying not to go there online just I mean, to like protect my peace for a second. You know, but why would people even attack you for that? No, no, but listen, so I didn't finish. So then, um, you know, after her surgery, uh, when she was finally, like you helped right. us while we were out of town. Sure. And, you know, she was still, she had just gotten hip surgery. So I was happy kind of, to do it. I wanted to. I right, mean. right. And um, and so um, after that, Hazel was kind of like limping around for a little, a little bit because she had hip surgery. Like you're going to naturally not be, you know. Sure. She's totally fine now. Um, but, you know, I was getting so many DMs and people popping off about, oh, Danny doesn't take care of that dog she ponder after her parents to take care of and there were so many things like I wanted to say back and I think honestly I might have I might have replied to a couple but what always helped me is I would write it out yeah like just type it out and then I would delete it yeah yeah sometimes that helps but sometimes okay you were talking about what makes me angry that those type of things make me angry and I get it you put yourself out there and people are going to have their opinions but like something like that, clearly she's your dog. Yeah. Clearly I'm yeah. the grandmother. So I yeah. can watch, as a matter of fact, I wanted to, and Bella loved having her around yeah. and I loved Everybody taking loves care of her. And I just enjoyed it. And so why anybody would care or like try to make you feel bad about that is beyond me. And then the other thing is, is like when you, it, when they're, they say mean things to you that are so unwarranted, they don't really know you. They know you, but they, yeah. you know, when they attack you for, uh, for being a mother or whatever it is, I'm just like, really people? Yeah. But you know what I always think? I always feel the people that do that are hurting. I always, and that's why you have to look at it. It's like, they're hurting because hurt people hurt others because it, it it really makes no sense for somebody to come after you for something that they really see like two seconds of your right, life. No. So anyway, that's another thing that oh, does make me angry. something else about that. Oh, do you want to ask me what makes me angry? Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. I know what made you angry before. It's like when I give you unsolicited advice. I mean, not so much yeah. anymore because I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's... It's, I yeah. try not to anyway. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, let's What see. makes you angry? I think I think something that makes me angrier as I get older. <laughs> I think how I just feel like everything becomes politicized and I just feel like it doesn't oh, have to be. Gosh. No, but like I don't we no. don't have to get into the nitty gritty of things. Yeah. But I think something that just frustrates me is like I feel like everything is politicized now when it doesn't have to be. Like when and I get like upset about this. Like yeah. I truly get upset because I'm like two things can be right. Like two conversations can be right. right. And this can be an and conversation, mm-hmm. not a, a uh, but right. conversation. Like, you know, it can, yeah. we can both agree. And I just feel like now it's just so hard for people to agree on anything. And I'm like, or you can agree to disagree. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you know, just totally. everything is like, you either have to be here or here. You have right. to be, have a label whenever I'm like, wait, right. I'm actually kind of like in the middle about this yeah. or I actually don't know just yet. And so I don't know that that just makes me angry because I feel like it happens more and more on social media. And it was funny. Everybody was like laughing about, have you heard about threads? Do you know what that is? No, it's like, so Instagram came out with a competitor called threads and to Twitter. It's a competitor. To Twitter. Oh. So it's basically like Twitter, but oh, for Instagram. I heard about this where it has a picture and like a Twitter thing. Yeah. It's basically like Twitter, but yeah. for Instagram. And it's so funny because it's like the first couple of days that it launched, everybody's getting along so well. Oh no! Everybody's like, what's your favorite pizza? <laughs> or it's like, what movie should I watch? And it's only like, it just give it a little bit of time and then everything starts to become- Negative, a, political? Yeah, political or so defensive or so mm. angry or, and I get it because people want, I think at the end of the day, everyone's coming from a place where they just want, justice. I think everybody wants justice and they want to feel Mm -hmm. like they're helping achieve justice. And so, but I just think sometimes through Mm. social media, it's just, you're doing, you're going about it the wrong way. I don't think people want justice. Honestly, I just think everybody wants to have a platform to say what they feel. And honestly, because they want justice in their eyes. They want to feel like they're, they're, they want to feel like they're right. Like their opinion is the right opinion. Yeah. And yeah, I guess so. I guess you can call it justice, but I don't know. I, I think that's just the way the world's become. And it's, and I think it's really, always been like that. It's just now so now much can, in our face. Everybody can hear it. You know, yeah. before people were thinking it and now everybody can hear it. But you know, the thing, the way I look at things like that, I always like to see both sides of the story or both sides of the issue and then make make a good opinion. Yeah, but how do you find both sides of the issue now? How do you even educate yourself enough to know what's truth and what's not true? So I remember like, you know, people like back in the day, like they were watching the news, like they'd watch Fox News or CNN. And it was like, if you're just watching one of those news, not that you can even trust them anymore, but then you're only getting that side of the story. So why don't you watch both and see what both sides are saying? But even then these days, so with like, all misinformation and AI, I'm freaking out with all that stuff. So we don't want to even go down that route. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Okay, yeah, one that, more question. That's like one thing that I've noticed. Like, I'm like, am I becoming that like, like the old lady, the bitter old lady? Because I'm like, now everything is just, I, I'm like more cynical. I don't know. Well, that, that's what I hope that society is not becoming yeah, more cynical. don't become like me. <laughs> don't become cynical, period. Um, okay, I have a question. What is, what was your first impression of Jordan? Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have to understand Danny, when she dated, when she, this is like in high school when I used would meet, she had a certain type. I would say Reed was sort of out of your Not physical though. All my boyfriends were very different looking. I think you had this type of guy. Okay, that yeah, was bit, you did. Okay. Reed was kind of the more GQ looking dude. No, so, but he was still like a big athlete. Type no, thing. but I'm not talking about that. I'm oh. talking about how they all had this sort of Oh, how I I don't want to like offend any of these guys, but they kind of. I like big goofy guys. Big goofy sort of big like, like overgrown men. boy guys. Yeah, like just like big. Well, okay, I was young, so they're they were. But young. you know what? You never really went for the GQ no. pretty boy types. Is no. what I'm saying. And not that these guys were unattractive, no. but they were never your pretty boy. They were like at all. football player, like yeah, manly, like but like linebacker type. Yeah, of they, football they were player. just a very average looking guys. They were usually big. Looks just didn't really matter to me. No, they, they really didn't. And but you had this type that you really liked. And so, oh my gosh, when I first met Jordan, first of all, you all have to understand. Wait, do you think he was my type? 
Not really. Absolutely. Oh, you did? Oh, physically, he was your type. Really? When he showed up in that sports coat with those khaki pants, and he was about, <laughs> he was about 180 pounds. <laughs> Bless his heart. He wasn't big. He was not overweight but by But for his height, maybe. He was not, but no, I always liked, him. I always a, liked him a little was, chunky. He was a beefy. Yes, she did. She liked beefy guys. That's the best That's way to describe it. They weren't, they weren't, they were beefy. And because so, I liked, I just liked a man. Like, yeah, I liked yeah. something to hold she, on to. Yeah, like I if they would have grown a beard, they could have been mountain men. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I remember meeting him and you have to understand though, you have, to, I've been praying for Danny's husband since she was a baby for both my kids. I always prayed uh, that, you know, God would send her a man that would love her, respect her, admire her, um, and that she would feel the same towards him. And honestly, Jordan was answer to my prayers. He is the best man I think Danny could have ever married. And I just think he's adorable. He's gotten even more handsome um, but not that he wasn't before, but he used to, dress. it was definitely an investment. He, okay. He was one of those, <laughs> like, okay. We used to laugh because dad and Landon made fun of Jordan because they used to call him sport coat. Do you remember that? <laughs> Cause every time we went out, Jordan would show up no matter where we went. He always had his little sport coat on with his khaki pants and he was just like, it's so true. adorable. I thought we'd he be was working crazy. from home and he would put on a sport. Coat. Oh yeah. He was always like the guy's never without a pair of shoes. I don't think I've ever seen his feet. He's gotten ever. way more casual now, but like when we first started dating, he wore, we'd go to the park, he'd have a jacket on. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it just made him feel good. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think Jordan, I love, um, I love the kind of man that he is. I love the kind of father he is. I love that he really, he is to me like what a man should be. Like he, he wants to work on his marriage. He, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say he enjoys going to counseling, but he, he you know, he feels like it's a part of uh, what he needs to do to maintain a healthy relationship. And the other part I love is that he wants to keep our family together. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like us as parents, we're now extended family, right? Yeah. Even though some parents don't see it that way, they see it like, oh no, they're coming into our family. No, we're coming into your family because you guys are creating your own family. So I love that he includes that and wants to keep our families together and wants us to stay close. And I love that about him. Yeah, so. he's very much like a patriarch. Yes, yes. Like he's very, uh, yes. like I think that he's one of those people that if you actually really get to know him, you'll respect him a lot. Oh, totally. Like in, you know, from the outside looking in, he's, he's kind of harder to get to know because, yeah, I don't know, but like when you really are around us and you see all the things that he does behind the scenes, oh yeah, you can't not respect him. No, you to I have total respect for he's him. He's like a very good father figure. And you know what? He's a very good father figure. He's a good husband. He's very patient. He's loving. Um, he reminds me a lot of Landon. Now, not in all characteristics just yet, because Landon's not a father or a husband. But Landon and him, they both love to learn. Yeah. And I love that about I think they have similar interests. They do. They, they I don't think they're similar in character no they're not they're different but interest yes in interest like they both know a lot about everything everything <laughs> they're they constantly reading learning self-helping like, not so much self-help yeah. books but in some way but like learning about the world economy marriage you can the, the nice thing children. about jordan is like you he knows a little bit about everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you're a chef, if yeah. you're a police officer, if you're an attorney, if you're, he's going to be able to carry out like a full on yeah. conversation with you because he reads so much. He's a great guy. And I will tell you my first impression was he was adorable. And the more I've gotten to know him, I just love him. And yeah, he's like one of ours. Hey. So, um, let's see a couple more questions. Um, Actually, you asked me something because I actually just asked you two or three. Okay, well, let me see here. Um, okay, I have a question. Because, you know, I mean, I always think about, like, what kind of mother I was. I felt like I was a really strict mother growing up. And I, I just wonder, like... I don't like, think you were strict at all. Really? I mean, yes, you were strict, but not... I wouldn't be like, my parents were so yeah. strict. 
I just wonder like how you perceive me as a mother and, and then fast forward, like, I would love to know how you could, how you could advise me to be a better grandmother to Stella and Stratton. Like, what do you expect from me as a grandmother when you're, when it comes to your kids? Because I feel like, like I look at my mom and my mom is totally like, I look at Mark's mom and my mom. Mark's mom is a serving mother. Okay. Yeah. She has. She fits that old school yes. stereotype of men goes off and does a job yes. and I stay home and Correct. and and trust me, that's a very tough job. What Goey does or what Goey did, like right. having it. She raised three kids yeah. basically on her own. Right. She. You did. know, so that's very but, respectable. But she is more so like she did a, everything for them. She's a subservient type person. She loves to do for others. Now, my mother also. I, I consider the fact that she raised five kids on her own because my dad was always gone. He was in the military and my dad was just not helpful. He yeah. wasn't helpful with the kids. So I can only imagine, you know, five kids. And I the reason I can imagine and know is because I was the oldest. So I was like the second mother. Yeah. So my poor mom went through a lot. Raising Wait, so us. what was what were you saying though? No. So what I was saying with her her outlook in life now as a grandmother is she expects us to cater to her because she catered to us. So it's really kind of a different, Glowy's different. And then my, and so. What was the first part of your question though? No, we were asking about how I could be a better grandmother to Stella and No, no, there was. Oh, the first one was like, did you think I was a strict mom? And like, what, like, how did you perceive me as a mom growing up? Yeah, so. Did um, I do a good job or not? So you really just want affirmation? Yes, <laughs> of course. I mean, no. okay, okay. I would love to know because I feel like, I mean, I can perceive it one way. I feel like I did a pretty good job because I think you guys are amazing. I mean, with God's help, it wasn't just me. Trust me, a lot of praying. Yeah. but um, Okay, so I don't think that y'all were super strict or anything. I think you had ex- like high expectations of us. But like I said, I mean, I feel like, I feel like so much of what your kids do is is innate in them. And then I think that mm-hmm. there's like an extra 20% that's like encouraged by your parents, mm. you know? Yeah. And so- Did you feel like I encouraged you in everything you did? Yeah, I, I feel like I did. I feel like yeah. I always supported you and yeah. tried to, I just remember, oh my gosh, you'd come to me. I'm running for class president now. I'm running for this. And I was like, oh my gosh. But like, look at- look at how different Landon and I were, but you parented us pretty much the same. And Mm -hmm. so that's another thing. Like Landon wasn't like that. He is ambitious and everything, but like I was like next level, like had to be class president every year, had to like make, I had to make the honor roll. I had to make straight A's or even above, like very competitive. And Landon was too. No, I think you both were the same. And I'll tell you why. I think you both had the same ambition and drive. The difference was you had to be a part of everything you always had to be in everything and Landon wanted to be good at one thing and that's where he put his music yeah and that's where he put it you would read so I think you were both the same you just had different personality types Landon was not the life of the party he was not and I'm I'm not saying that you were either but like you were very outgoing he was not he was a homebody so I think you're both are very much the same you're both very driven you're both I think you have good moral values um yeah and then going back to the grandma question yeah how can I be a better grandma because I found myself well anyway you tell me what do you think um I don't know. I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm yeah. so worried about my parenting. I'm not really thinking about your grandparenting, to be totally I honest. I remember, okay, Danny early on would get upset because whenever I would come over, Stella would completely ignore her. Well, Stella was really mean to me when you were around. Yeah, she was really mean. And it wasn't, I don't feel like it was anything I was doing. I, as a matter of fact, whenever she wouldn't be nice to you, I wouldn't I get was upset with you. I would get upset in general. I know, you would. and But I think now you realize it was very common and normal for her to do that and I always try to be very conscientious whenever she's not being kind to you and well, she's honestly, not really does she doesn't do that so much anymore she really doesn't I she's feel like as she's gotten it. older and yeah like I think she's it's mean just, to me now sometimes <laughs> oh my god the tables have turned Stella is she's a tough cookie like I mean she's so sweet and so smart and independent but like I don't feel like she's your typical two-year-old no like she's really 
she's, she's smart. She's challenging for me because I'm trying to figure out the best way to parent her because yeah. she is so independent and she can be kind of mean, like, but not mean. She's not like maliciously no. mean, but she's so independent that she's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Which I'm like, but she's two. And so like, I do yeah. think that they grow out of these things and you have to remember, like she's, she looks and acts like a four-year-old. So yeah. I get confused. But Danny, you were just like that. That's yeah. what you don't understand. You were very much like Stella. You were very independent. You wanted to do it yourself. You didn't like people to tell you what to do. Yeah. And when you weren't in the mood to do it, you weren't going to do it. So yeah. I, I think that that comes with age and stuff. But I think yeah. Stella, I, I don't know. I think she's a pretty amazing. <laughs> I think she's pretty amazing if I might oh, say I mean, so myself. She is just like. Literally. I see those whenever. Do you Have you ever noticed? when you talk to her and she looks at you intently like she's just like thinking and figuring it out processing it in her brain and then you'll either see her react to it or she'll be like "Eh, I'm over it yeah yeah (laughs) anyway it's really sweet but anyway we kind of went over our time we've been talking for an hour and 12 minutes oh I could go on forever this is good therapy yeah so um so yeah I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. We had, uh, it was fun to kind of switch it up. Thanks for coming. Sure. Um, if you guys want to leave us a review on Spotify, you can do, do some stars or an apple. You can be kind to us over there. We would appreciate it. And um, yeah, for next episode, I think we'll have Jordan back on the podcast. We're yeah. going to Los Angeles for a little surprise trip that we'll have to re- It's actually might be one of the craziest trips that we've taken in a long time. So I'm excited to fill you all in on that one. But um, love you guys. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.